Welcome to Rural Voices, where we look to highlight just local professionals in the real estate industry. And today we got Carlixta Molino here with us, and grateful to have you on. It took a couple of weeks to get you on. We had yes. some schedule issues, but grateful that you could make it, and thank, thank you, you for being on. Thank Why don't you, you tell, us, tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do in, in real estate? Well, um, being in real estate for a little bit over 12 years now, Got my license in Houston originally. Um, just moved to Arizona. Beautiful, love it, love the sunsets, love everything. So, um, and just, you know, love to work with buyers is, is kind of my passion. It took me a while to find it, but I was able to do it. So I, I love everything about it, you know. So after those 12 years, you still just prim primarily working with buyers? I have my sellers here and there. I work with investors as well. Um, but I will say 80% um, of my portfolio, there is buyers. It's just that thing about a person finding the right home and you know looking at houses for them, the, the moment they close, it's just that gets to me and I love it. That's awesome. It's, fu it's funny, my wife always talks about, I think I could be a real estate agent because I just love looking at homes. I'm like, babe, there's more to it <laughs> than that. But you still have that part where you yes. love. And so that's, I, I, I love that. I think that that's important to still find, find what you love. I was just thinking the reason why we couldn't get you on is because you flew back to Houston to go help a buyer. Is yes. that what it was? Yes. So that's what you're willing to do? Just get on a plane and go help, help yes. in another state? Yes. Um, the thing is that sometimes a buyer needs you for something that, you know, you can explain it on a Zoom call, you can explain it on a phone call, but then when they see you there and they see that you are with them every step of the way, it makes the whole world for them. And um, my client was having some delays and closing, so we finally got everything together and, and we closed and it was like, he's, so happy right now <laughs> so yeah it's just about that okay well you say you you joined in or you started in Houston mm -hmm. what what was it that attracted you to the industry or who who you who brought you into the industry well I have always like have in the back of my mind like doing something on my own be my own boss you know because I work in banking for 25 years and it was a, it, I was getting to that moment that, you know what, I need to find something. But in 2006, I moved from Miami to Houston and we got a realtor. She didn't do anything, <laughs> nothing. I, she, I told her that I want this and she got me to see this. So it was really different. Then I found my own house and I was nice enough that I called her and I'm like, hey, it's, it's a new construction, but since you spend the time with me, I want to put you, you know, as my agent. So that was all she did, signed that paper that it was, she was my agent, but she didn't, she didn't walk the house with me. She didn't tell me what to do on a final walkthrough, nothing. So we went through so much by ourselves that I'm like, I know it's not supposed to be this way. So a year passed and um, I'm like, cause I'm like that, I'm like, I'm gonna give you a second chance. So my sister came through Houston and she went to buy a house. What did I do? I called her, 
And she, same thing, signed the paper. I negotiated the price for my sister. I helped her choose everything. The lady do nothing again. And I'm like, you know what, this is it. 2008, I make my decision and I got my license and I love it since. And, and my purpose was like, I will not be like her. Interesting. <laughs> it's interesting how we can find, you know, positivity in the negativity, right? That's so, so that still kind of guides you and your, your practice and what you do, just making sure you're not that. That, that agent, agent. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so let's talk about that. How do you still stay authentic when, I guess you're thousands of miles away now? With, with your people? How do you how do you keep in touch and how do you stay authentic with them? Well, I, I make my purpose of calling them, keeping updated on what's going on with what we're doing. Um, I do have a partner in Houston that if it is something that it has to be shown, she will be the one going and show them. But every feedback, everything that call me and they talk to me about it, I'm the one who does the negotiations for them, uh, paperwork, everything. Even a lease application, I'm the one who's gonna be doing that with them and explaining what to do. So um, I had clients that they closed and they've been there for years and they still call me when they have like a questions about insurance. And oh, I'm sorry to buy it. Like to me, it's like, you still remember me. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I enjoy that. So it's, it's, it's kind of hard because I would like to physically be there, but um, my husband is like, no, you cannot be going every weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. That's can get expensive, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, tell me a little bit um, maybe about your childhood when you were growing up. Did you think you'd be a realtor? Obviously not, right? You did 25 years in, in finance. So what did you what did you want to be when you were growing up? What did you? Oh, I want to be a flight attendant. Okay. Yes. I, I was like, since I was little, like, I'm gonna be a fire attendant. When I finish high school, I'm like, I'm gonna go to college and I'm gonna study languages because I'm gonna be a fire attendant. So I started as, you know, studying languages and, and into the second semester, I found my, because I started college when I was like 17. So when I turned 18, I told my dad, I, wanna, I want a job. My dad, you don't need to work. I'm like, yes, I want a job because I don't want to be asking you for everything that I need. So he found me a job in a bank. So, okay, that was I was a teller there. And at the time, I used to speak English. So um, I was working on the international division. So studying at school, um, they tell, oh, you should go and switch careers and do this because you're great at this and and here you're going to grow fast and all that. So what did I do? I switched careers. <laughs> and my childhood dream went away. <laughs> <laughs> so where was this at? Where, where, were you, where were you born? I was born in Dominican Republic. Okay. I'm Dominican. Um, we call it Merenguera hasta la Tambora. It's like... Um, Dominican to the drum. So merengue is our, you know, music. And it's just, um, my quisqueya is like, my love is my heart. I used to dance folklore okay. professionally. So over there for, oh my God, like maybe 10 years, eight years, okay. I danced folklore. 
and it was like it was a good experience. Met people. You yeah. still like to dance then? Oh yes. <laughs> How do you guys go out? You you find that here locally that you're able to still keep that. Well, here since we came, we moving here right with COVID. We came together, unfortunately. So I haven't, you know, see any clubs or dance places or anything. Um, but I keep in, in Houston. I used to have a dance group. Uh, we were part of a uh, Dominican organization. So I have a group of forty kids that I teach Dominican dances. And I had that like maybe for two, three years. Then I was invited to a college over there to teach one of our classes on dancing. So I was invited in there. And, and I tried just to dance through Zumba. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. So we talked about, uh, when we met before, you talked about having starting kind of a class, Zumba class. Uh, we talked a little bit. How's that going for you? How's that working out? Well, I'm registering on the classes to get the certification. Um, and then I'm going to be the dancing realtor. <laughs> I like it. I'm always telling people you should be who you who you are. Just be different, right? And yes. So that's, that's who you are. Exactly. Yeah. And then there's nothing wrong with being different. I know a lot of kids have like some pressure because they're different, but they have to embrace themselves. And be yourself, be who you want to be, you know, and enjoy life because right. there's so much going on. For sure. Mm -hmm. I, I really, I loved it when I found, this is in California, there's some realtors out there that they run around town like superheroes. They dress like superheroes and that's what they are. That's the name of their company. So just embrace who you are. Exactly. People will like you and people won't. So what? Whatever. That's how it works. So. Exactly. Awesome. Well, um, tell me, what is a, a unique way or the most unique way you've ever earned money? Um, when I was a teenager, <laughs> I learned how to, um, I don't know how to say the way in English, um, cover the shoes with uh, fabric. Okay. So, and I'll do it just to, you know, pass time because my mom didn't like us to be in the house just doing nothing. So I took that class. But one day I have a call from uh, a lady that she was getting married and she couldn't find the shoes. So she heard through a friend that I was doing that. And she's like, oh, I'll pay you. I'll pay you whatever you want. I just need the shoes by tomorrow. And I'm like, oh by tomorrow. <laughs> so I spent the whole night doing the shoes uh, with satin mm -hmm. and like pearl white and putting pearls on top and, and I did it. And that was the first time I made money. <laughs> so how old were you? I was like 15 and I was like, yes, <laughs> thank you, mommy. <laughs> Did it turn into a career for you at all for a little bit? No. After not sleeping the whole night doing <laughs> it, I'm like, mm-mm. Not worth it. Huh? Not worth it. <laughs> it was exciting. It was my first check, but mm, I hear you. No. I hear you. <laughs> um, so as a kid, I loved just kind of digging into that. What was it like for you and who inspired you? Like, what was it like for you in your life? Well, um, I was... 
I wasn't in the, um, how did I say it? Um, we were like really on the poor side. Um, my dad used to be a truck driver. My mom, uh, homemaker. She, she will not work. Um, growing up, we live um, on times that to go to bed, there was no food. So my mom would get bread and a lemonade. And then we would eat bread and lemonade and go to bed. And it was hard sometimes, but the inspiration comes from the love that we always have in the house together. Um, my mom will do like create stuff to make money and, and help out my dad. So she will say like, okay, I'm gonna put people together to create, um, they call it sun. It means that you will put people to give money every week. And then the person that hold the money at the end of the week will collect all the money and then give it to one. And then everybody will have a number. And it was kind of a way to save. The way my mom benefit from that was that she will get a number for her just because she was holding everybody's money. So that was one way. Um, we used to do, um, I remember one time, like our house was kind of a shelter because we have a big hurricane and everything was coming. So we used to shelter people in the home and my dad in the middle of the storm will go outside and pick up like the sink, the covers of the houses to save it for the neighbors. And my mom will be screaming at him and he's like, but they're gonna need it. And he's like, but we need you. <laughs> so those are like things that I remember from my childhood that it was, it was hard, but my mom inspired me because she never gave up. She never gave up and she always wants us to be better by showing us how to be better, you know? You can do this, you can do this, and never in the wrong side of the business, you know, of the life or, you know. So, yeah, my dad was, I was his baby. I was his girl, I was his boy sometimes. And, uh, but it was like the family, the way we all are, that's, that's the good thing I have about my, my childhood. Thank you. Appreciate for sharing that. Um, just kind of, you know, going through that. Um, if you could speak to maybe your 16-year-old you, the 17-year-old you, or whatever, what would you say? What would you say to that 17-year-old or 16-year-old? I, I would say just follow your dreams. You know, follow your dreams no matter what. Of what everybody else said, um, and and reach for the stars. I I have opportunities that I now recognize that I you know I should have taken. Uh, granted, when you're 17 and you fall in love, you think like, oh, that's it, you know, this is I'm going for this, but there is time, and there is time with whatever you do. Um, if you analyze and you think about it and you look at the future, um, I, because I, I thought I was so in love, I missed classes. 
I skipped, you know, and, and I should have finished college earlier, but I didn't because I waste all that time. And just, you know, time, time will come, you know, the right person will come. I'm grateful that you came on today and, you know, sat down and chatted with us. Um, is there any last words you'd like to say or anything you'd like to, to leave with us? Um, just to everybody that stay safe. There's so much going on out there. Um, be patient, be kind, and love somebody. Because, you know, love will take you places. That's it. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you.